there and welcome to this week's Frankly Golf podcast. I'm Valerie Melvin here with Frank Thomas and this is podcast number 27. Who would have thought we'd have made it all the way to podcast 27, Frank? <laughs> <laughs> now, this week we are going to be talking about Bryson DeChambeau and distance. Don't you love it? What, what a win at the US Open. Right. Only guy who had uh, you know negative numbers and uh, by six. I know it was quite a performance. So he did. He did extremely well. Now, Frank. So, Bryson DeChambeau is known as the golf scientist, and as someone who's spent their life in golf science, I'd be interested to ask what your take is on his approach overall. So, why don't we start with the the driver and the prodigious driving distances that he um, he hits? Well. Uh, yeah, he he's obviously built his body up to uh, an enormous amount. I mean, he's he looks like a, like a, a big truck driver, really. <laughs> and and uh, not only that, but at the same time, um, he's uh, been able to you know really really muscle the ball up and get generating a lot of clubhead speed. As a matter of fact, he's got uh, reinforced laces in his shoes. <laughs> he, he has to have otherwise. You know, he'd swing himself out. Of, he'd be walking around in his socks most of the time. <laughs> so, but uh, be, be, that's a, an unusual situation, bombing it out like that. Uh, but he seems to have been able to, to you know, even doing that in the, in the rough, which was really rough at Wingfoot, uh, be able to still uh, overcome the problems. But his, his driving distance wasn't as much as people are, are, are claiming. You know, at the, at the open, the... The average driving distance for everybody was 310 yards, 310.5, and and Bryson's driving distance average was 325 yards, uh, whereas uh, Matthew Wolf's driving distance was 333, wow. 334 yards. So Wolf was actually driving it further on average than Bryson was. That's interesting, isn't it? Because obviously a lot of the commentary was referring to, obviously the change in physique of Bryson DeChambeau and that, you know, the distance he was hitting it. Now, what what do you think, Frank, in terms of, um, you know, all his irons are, are one length? Yeah. So that's sort of an interesting concept too. Yeah, he, he, um, uh, he's thought about something that every uh, club designer has thought about. Uh, when you're designing clubs, you have normally have the heads heavier as the club gets shorter. And and you uh, change the uh, way in which you cut the shaft to make them feel the same, and uh, it's it's a good way of matching clubs if you have them all the same length. And you don't have to worry about the different weights. And the only thing you have to worry about is is uh, the lie. I mean, the loft of the clubs. So and all the lies are the same. So matching the clubs is very easy. I think all of his irons about thirty seven and a half uh, inches. So. Uh, that's that's one way of doing it. Uh, and do, you, do you think that's more efficient? I I personally don't, uh, but I, I'm more efficient from a point of view of limiting the uh, sources of error. Yes. 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 From that point of view, but from the point of view of of feel, I think uh, you know you 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 can't get away too far away from from uh, trial and error, and we've spent five. Uh, 500 years doing this and, and we've evolved into a, a, a style of, of, of uh, uh, hitting the ball that seems to work very well for a lot of people but uh, you know Bryson has managed to 
try his concept and and, and perfected. Yeah, mastered it really, yeah. hasn't he? Um, now the other thing that was certainly interesting to me was watching him on the putting green uh, because he really epitomises, although maybe in too much of a, a locking kind of way, the idea of lock and rock um, that we talk about in uh, the fundamentals of putting. And, you know, he certainly has got a lot of tension, though. That's what I would say, you know, when he sets up over a putt, like everything looks really tight. Um, what do you think about his putting style? Well, I think uh, anytime you have a lot of tension, you, you are inclined to be able to uh, manipulate the, the, the putt ahead. And, and you don't allow the natural uh, swing to take over. So he is, he's very stiff, number one. Number two is his, the, the, his arms and the, and the putter shaft and uh, all one in, straight, in a straight line. And they're swinging in a plane, the putting plane. We describe the putting plane as, as the plane be, the, uh, that the head is following in a putt. Uh, and that, that is pivoted about a point between your shoulder blades. Now he's still pivoting about the right point and he makes a very good swing because his arms are locked. He's making that what we call the magic triangle of, of his arms and, and his shoulders, keeping it all in one place. But he locks the, the putter up against his arm, so it's very much easier to do that, his forearm. And yeah, and he swings in that plane. But the stiffness bothers me because when you're that stiff and you've got that much tension in your arms, you're inclined to try and manipulate the stroke or you have the ability to do that you can't manipulate the stroke if you're very relaxed uh-huh uh-huh no i think i think it was it was very interesting to watch and i mean what do you think i mean everybody's talking about the distance the ball's going and how far you know bryson specifically is hitting it i mean do you think um his victory has wider implications in terms of you know, the sort of distance dilemma the governing bodies are facing right now i i think uh, we've got to be very careful because we treat the extraordinary as commonplace and when when we do that, we take uh, the extreme, and and uh, say, well, you know, look look what's happening, look what's happening. The people are hitting the ball, you know, four hundred yard. Uh, Dustin Johnson hit the ball, and I think it was last year or the year before, something like four hundred and fifty yards. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, even Dustin uh, recognized that that uh, you know there was a downwind downhill shot. And and he hit a cloud path. Yeah. And so, uh, and, and and he even himself admitted, I can't drive the ball 400 yards. However, that particular data was um, publicized, actually promoted so much by the media that, that they've taken it. And, and now suddenly we say, look what's happening. People are driving the ball 400 yards. And, and Well, I mean, the thing is, do you think, I mean, the average golfer isn't, realizing those distances are seeing such a, a huge upswing in distance are they no uh, if you look at the at the progression of distances over time you'll find out there's one major step function of about 20 some odd yards 25 yards or more uh in right in 95 to 2003 and that uh, was because of the spring-like effect and the introduction not the introduction but the re-acceptance uh, or the acceptance of the two-piece ball or the multi-layered ball it had been around for some time but uh, the, the, that introduction and and the um, spring-like effect created a, a 27 about 27 yard increase in distance uh, no the average golfer is not hitting the ball far enough the average golfer who shoots between 90 and 94 
uh, is driving the ball 192 yards. He thinks he drives it 230 yards, but in actual fact, he's driving <laughs> it 192 yards. And and all the data that's being collected by the USGA and the RNA on this distance incentive or initiative that they have, they've been working on it for two years. They they, they see these these data points I've been discussing. The, the distances have been increasing gradually, uh, and I think uh, that's a combination of increased club head speed and all golf course setup. As a matter of fact, the golf course setup uh, at the Open was was uh, extraordinary. Uh huh. And I mean, should we not expect? I mean, as we as we look at the physique and the athleticism of professional golfers today. I mean, whether you look on the men's tours or the ladies' tours. I mean. The, the the people playing golf professionally are now athletes and golfers before they were really, you know, golfers. And some of them were athletic, but, you know, we've got a real combination now of people recognising the importance of the, the fitness, the flexibility, the strength. And, you know, they've got trainers and people who, who help them with that. I was going to say that they, they, they all have trainers. You didn't have trainers before. You know, you had to train yourself. Uh, Gary Player he didn't didn't have somebody to train him, teach him how to build his muscle and build his stomach muscle, etc. But uh, now everybody has a trainer, so yeah, the, the athleticism has helped significantly. And and the the people who are are the elite golfers and the tour golfers have you know excelled in that area and and have, have it's it's have paid off. Uh, the average golfer doesn't do all that much exercise. Uh, and doesn't try and try and develop his strength, uh, but he, the the average golfer should play a golf course about sixty one, sixty two hundred yards. That should be about the the very best uh, the best distance for him, the optimum, the best challenge he can have, and uh, to evaluate himself. But he didn't. Uh, he doesn't. Shouldn't play the seven thousand yard golf courses, and and it's uh, it's unfortunate that that we are taking. The performance of 0.001% of the golfing population and looking at that and also, as I said earlier, treating the extraordinary as commonplace, uh, we then thinking about having to try and control the distance of the mm-hmm. ball mm-hmm. and to ro- roll it back is, is one of the going kind to of be one of the worst things you can do for the game of golf. No, I agree. I agree. I think I think we have some extraordinary talent, some extraordinary athletes out there that are performing to the best of their ability. And what I especially enjoyed about the US Open, I think, as well, was watching not only Bryson DeChambeau but also Matthew Wolf, who's got you know quite an unorthodox you know set up and swing, um, and seeing them both excel in their own way, it was a uh, quite refreshing. Yeah, I think uh, Matthew Wolf has got a a peculiar twitch, so to speak. Yeah. Just before I wish I, twi- I wish I twitched like that. <laughs> <laughs> but he still did extremely well. Exactly. And and when he did land in the fairway, which he landed uh, fairly frequently, the ball rolled out uh, some distances, as did it for 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 Bryson. But the average driving distance on at the Open was significantly more than the average driving distance for the rest of the year, which was somewhere in about ninety two hundred ninety six. So it's about fifteen yards more at the Open than it was uh, for the rest of the uh, year. Very interesting. Well, listen, we hope you enjoyed that out there. We will be back in touch next week, but until then... May the frog be with you. (laughs) 